Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Y'all ready to be history? It's started. Welcome. Hi. 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 Hello, everyone. To the Pro Audio Suite. These guys are professional. They're motivated. Thanks to Tribooth, the best vocal booth for home or on-the-road voice recording. Introducing Robert Marshall from Source Elements and Someone Audio Post, Chicago. Darren Robert Robertson from Voodoo Radio Imaging, Sydney. Tech to the VO stars. George the Tech Whitam from LA. And me, Andrew Peters. VoiceOver talent and home studio guy. Line up, lady! Welcome to another Pro Audio Suite. Don't forget, if you'd like to get a discount, we have a special offer on Tri-Booths, courtesy of Rick. If you'd like to get uh, a bit of a discount on your Tri-Booth, and when I say a bit, 200 bucks, just use the code when you're buying your Tri-Booth, P-A-P-200. That's Papa Alpha Papa. 200. <laughs> have to think about that. I thought you were going to say, Papa, don't preach. I thought you were getting all Madonna on us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, tell you what, it could happen. It could happen. Um, <laughs> like a virgin. <laughs> hey, just quickly, while we're giggling, I have to tell you, I've had some funny feedback about last week's show, about your little comment about if you're in the brown, you shat yourself. Did you say, <laughs> yes. There's been some comments on the Facebook page that just made me chuckle. Very good. <laughs> what was the comment if, if you were what? Well, we were talking yourself? about levels or something, in, um, and Andrew, and we were talking about, you know, if you, if you what was George if, saying, if, if you're, if you're in the yellow... You're a little mellow. If you're in the green, you're something or other else. And AP piped up with it. If you're in the brown, you've shat yourself. Yeah. There you go. They should have brown on a VU or on a, on a pigment. Yeah. Well, yeah. The red, just go brown. If, well, if you go, I mean, I mean, yeah, if you go past the red, it sounds like shit. So maybe you should go yeah, red then right. brown. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah, that's right. I mean, there is exactly. the brown tone. You're familiar with this thing, right? The no, what? Okay. The brown tone? Yeah, there is. No. A- Brown tone. The brown tone. You don't know what the brown tone? You mean as in like what, like a white noise? Is that what it is? And what? No. No. I forget when. Somewhere it's between after base. World War. Yeah, yeah. Like after World War One and probably before 1970, when they were trying all these crazy weapons, the U.S. military decided that they would make a sound cannon that would be so loud and so low that it would oscillate people's body at their resonant frequency. And wow. Make them sick and shit themselves. <laughs> <laughs> like they were going to use it for crowd control. Oh, that that would make the crowd even more like. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and who's going to clean yeah. that mess up? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Not me. Exactly. I'll tell you what. All the people but, who get sentenced to community service yeah. after they did whatever they did. Um, you have a question, Robbo. Well, I don't, but John Davenport does. Uh, oh, good. He writes, says, love the podcast and listen every week. Thank you, John. Uh, a while back, you guys did a show on mic interfaces and all the different ones. Nowadays, some mixers come with a USB port on top of the mixer. I have a chance to get an Allen and Heath mixer for free from a broadcast facility that's moving out and not using any of their existing equipment. I wonder if the audio output would be better or worse from a mixer than, say, a USB mic interface like a Focusrite or Motu, 2, Motu M2. Love to hear your feedback. Thanks, John. I'm no expert on this, but USB would be USB, would it not? 
Pretty much. It's it's not going to have any... It, I mean, usually the mixers have a generic driver and many audio interfaces have a generic driver. That's not a big deal. So the chip that's in the mixer that allows it to do USB is probably very similar, if not the same, literally the exact same chip that you might find in a Focusrite. Because all these manufacturers are you know, often buying the same components, essentially. Um, one thing to look out for in the mixer is exactly what's its purpose for the USB. So some mixers might have a USB slot on the top, and it might actually be a, I'm going to get my USB port names wrong, but a USB-A, I think. And that's the wide rectangular one. And if it's that, it might very well be that the microphone or, or, or the USB port is more intended or is literally designed for as a recording device. So you can just record what's coming out of the mixer, a stereo mix typically, yeah, right. or sometimes yep. these like Tascam has one that does multi-track, I think. Um, but it's, it's a capture device. And then very often the same mixer may or may not have um, a port. Uh, it, it's probably going to be a USB but the sort of trapezoidal one, or maybe these days it's a USB-C port. And that would be the port that would be used to go to the computer and it would make it uh, more of an audio interface. And then at that point, you're really just kind of comparing the build quality of the mixer. You know, suffice to say that there's a lot more components and I'm going to assume it costs more to manufacture a mixer than a audio interface just because... uh, there's just more knobs mm-hmm. <laughs> on a mixer. Well, and especially um, faders and stuff, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. More components to put together. So um, chances are you're still probably looking at a single chip, almost invariably a single chip mic preamp, which is probably going to be the same preamp that you have in a lot of these audio interfaces unless it's um, you know, something on the order of an Apollo, which is they're, they're really focusing on the, on the mic preamp. The one thing I'd say about the mixer... Um, is that you'll probably get a power supply with it, an external power supply, which might help the preamp sound maybe a little bit better than some other preamp that's only being powered by USB from the computer. So that might make a slight difference. How does that work? What, how does, what difference does that make? Just the consistency and the amount of power and, and any noise that it's more likely that if there's between the preamp and the computer, like sometimes there's a lot of high frequency stuff going on inside the computer. And if any of that bleeds into the power supply and the power signal going to the preamp, it could find its way into the audio path, um, possibly. So typically things with external power supplies are thought to have more consistent, better power, whatever. Um, And I, I bet all these mixers have external power supplies, even if they're wall warts. Yeah. But still, I, I don't think that makes it so that any $100 Behringer mixer has a better preamp than some other audio interface, even if it's the same cost. Um, they're probably using the same preamp chip, essentially. So probably barely a difference sonically. But if you like the mixer, you like the aux sends, you like the EQ, you like the ability, if it has an external recorder, just to record something without even having to use your computer. There's certainly reasons why a mixer can make a perfectly fine audio interface. Actually, here's a technical question, which I'm sure you'll be able to answer for us, Robert. Um, based on using the same chip for audio interfaces, based on that, the SSL2 has that 4K button and all that kind of thing, and it does have a different sonic signature Character than to it. other mm-hmm. ones. So how do they change that sonic signature if they're all using the same chip? Well, I, I would hope SSL is probably hopefully doing something slightly different or 
how much that 4K button really is the 4K from an SSL that back in its day was $250,000, even though you had a whole lot of channels. I question how much of that original preamp is truly inside the um, the SSL2. But it's probably a preamp that's been well thought out and considered because that is one of the things that SSL is a little bit more known for. So they shouldn't just be chucking any chip at it and calling it a day. Um, but I, you know, I really don't know. They, they, they could have just analyzed a little bit of what it is about that 4K sound and emulated it um, or, you know, put in that one approach um, that, that might have gotten it closer there. But I, I, I don't think I would buy that 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 is the 4K, you know, the SSL 4000, whatever. There, yeah. there, there's a 4000G, for example, or whatever yeah. 4K they're the saying G. it is. Yeah, yeah it's, like, I, I, it's clearly not that actual preamp. But um, that said, the SSLs, I do not believe had, even in their big expensive boards from the 80s, those were not discrete preamps. Those were chip-based. Um, really? Yes, yeah, I'm very sure that SSL, like there's chips all over that SSL and I don't think it's a entirely a discrete board and I'm not sure the preamp section itself was discrete, but I think there's a good chance that it was a little bit more an AMIC of its day, you know, certainly better than an AMIC of its day. Um, it's an SSL, but it was, uh, you know, Neotex at that time and many boards at that time were starting to use um, chips for their preamps, you know, pre-built chips. Um, you go back to the 70s and the early 80s, and that's where all the boards were more um, all using, you know, discrete preamps. Um, but even even that, I think MCI, you know, MCI boards were some of the first boards to start using chips a lot and things like that. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think the uh, SSLs were, I don't, you know, Google might tell us. Let's see here. Ask Google. Think, when in doubt. Ask Google Mr. Google. Knows? It's funny, you know, because if it wasn't for Hugh Padgham, I don't know whether SSL would have been as big as they ended up being. Because it all began with him working, and it wasn't the manor, but it was another studio up in Oxford. And they were looking to put in new desks. And uh, he knew about this company called SSL Solid State Logic. And he said, look, there's a company making desks here and they're local. So why don't we go and have a look? So they went around and had a look at the desks, obviously liked them, bought them, put them in the studio, started using them. And then that fateful day doing the Peter Gabriel record with Phil Collins playing drums when he opened up the talkback mic. And mm -hmm. this huge sound came through the talkback mic and... Um, with a bit of uh, soldering iron, they managed to uh, overnight make the talkback mic go into a channel. And in came that Phil Collins signature drum sound. All right, which is the giant compressor on the talkback yeah. channel, which is what does it. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Hugh Padgham should be uh, getting royalties from SSL, I would have thought. Well, maybe maybe Peter Gabriel can give him some of his royalties. I think Hugh did quite well. Yes, I'll, <laughs> he did okay. I'll trade you royalties. <laughs> I'm, I'm not finding a definitive thing here, but there's certainly a discussion group. I'm not, I think this is Gear Sluts here. And someone says basically a discrete on channels. So, so one person says in 2013, SSL does an outstanding job with IC op amps. It's worth mentioning that the IC op amps are the same discrete op amps as the 25, 2520s. Um, 
I, I don't know for sure, but I suspect, I think that the SSL preamps were not necessarily completely discreet and made out of a billion transistors. Yeah. Um, but hey, well, someone anyone, please correct me. <laughs> just for anyone that hasn't heard the 4K button, this is what it sounds like when you press that 4K button. Oh, so sexy when you do that. You do. It's, it's quite... Uh, in your face. It's a so little bit speak. more forward, isn't it? A little brighter, yeah, a little bit really more forward. Is. Well, you like can hear it, it come forward. Yeah. And then it's like, I'm just back to normal again. Yeah. 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 So it's certainly, here we go again, we're on. That's the 4K for you. Yeah. It's much more in your yeah. face. So they, so they definitely yeah. found its thing because I'm pretty sure, I don't know. I mean, like, you're, you want to open up your SSL too and see if there's a lot of separate transistors or is it a, uh, <laughs> no I don't just grab a screwdriver will. will you AP <laughs> yeah that's yeah. right it's pretty good cause it's powered on when you do it's that for the show come on <laughs> drill out a few rivets there you go but, uh, yeah yeah there you go nice so hopefully we answered the question what question? Oh, that's right. There was one, wasn't there? Yeah. <laughs> right. The question was, does SSL use a chip yes. or is it completely yes, right. old boards? Alan and exactly. Heath, mixer with a USB. Uh, you know, I don't think you could go wrong for free regardless, could you? Surely. No. Not at all. In fact, I, I, I forget right. what model it is. I know George would know, but there, Alan Heath made a little desktop mixer about the size of a Mackie 1202, but it specifically had mix minus built into it very oh, much wow. a little broadcast mixer huh. kind of a nice one yeah yeah, yeah. and go. Ellen Heath makes pretty solid stuff I'd say yeah I mean they're not like SSL but they're certainly I, I think um, you know right there with Focusrite and the other ones especially on that that level of gear you know Focusrite spreads a whole gamut <laughs> as we know yeah. Um, but I'd say Alan and Heath actually kind of sits in the more middle middle ground of that like Focusrite some of their really high-end gear might go a little bit beyond some Allen and Heath gear, but I don't think Allen and Heath delves all the way down into the Focusrite solo territory and things like that. So No. There you go. Well, there you go. Nice one. As they would say in my old Latin class, QED, quod irat demonstrandum. The problem is solved. I thought that was in Harry Potter. No. Oh. It's Miss Dane, my Latin teacher. Oh. My t- my Latin teacher was a guy called Mr. Miles. He was a sadistic prick. <laughs> Funny having a Latin teacher with miles. Having said that, Romans yeah. did actually measure in miles. Yeah. So there did you go. they really? They used to yeah. used to give did, me detention. The Italians weren't weren't. Go on, sorry. No, they, they Romans had miles. Did they? Oh well, there you go. There you go. Is so, is that how England got the uh, the the mile and everything? I and would then- say definitely when the Romans basically moved in. Mm. So is the foot like some Roman's foot, some emperor's I think, foot? Yeah, there are, are measurements that are based on the body, a human body. Well, who yeah. used cubits? Yeah. Wasn't wasn't Noah's instructions to build the ark in cubits? Forty cubits by eighty cubits, something like that. I thought that was Lego. What is a cubit? I thought cubit I no was like cubit, cubit and the cubits are the things that cubit would stand on. If anybody gets that, no, cubit is a measurement. Anyway, who cares? Really, there That's are the so many thing. lost measurements. Chains, <laughs> a chain. A chain, yep. A chain, yep. A chain. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know how you get the knot in in like you know speed? Yeah, it's to do with dragging um, with the rope behind you with knots yeah, in it. With knots in it, yeah. Yeah. Well, here you go. I asked Doctor Google. A, a cubit is equal to eighteen inches or four hundred and fifty-seven millimeters. There you go. There you go. And it was used by, what's it say? Uh, the unit of measure, linear measure used by many ancient and medieval peoples. Mm-hmm. Cubits. 
How many cubits? Well, there you go. Well, I make my new studio desk. Well, my great aunt's married name was Cubit. Really? Yeah. Is she short? Like she was eighteen inches. About eighteen <laughs> inches tall. <laughs> We've got to get out there. We could go on forever. <laughs> exactly. All right. Nice one. I was talking about leagues. That's another measurement that we don't use anymore. Oh, yeah. 20 leagues under the sea or whatever. 40,000 leagues. 20,000 leagues. 20,000 leagues. 20,000. Yeah, whatever. There you go. Yeah. Um, Captain Nemo. Well, that was fun. Is it over? The Pro Audio Suite, with thanks to Tribo, recorded using Source Connect, edited by Andrew Peters, and mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging, with tech support from George the Tech Whittem. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and join in the conversation on our Facebook group. To leave a comment, suggest a topic, or just say good day, drop us a note at our website, theproaudiosuite.com.